Again, my name is uh, Clayton, and I'm one of the pastors here uh, at Kingswood, and we're so glad uh, that you're able to worship with us, whether online, online or in person. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. Um, so we all have different morning routines, right? Uh, some of us maybe set our alarms really early, and we like to get up early and have our coffee and breakfast and do all those sorts of things. But I also know that there's other people probably in the room that like know the exact time that they have to get up to like be on time or maybe like be just a little bit late to wherever we need to get going. Um, my morning routine is a little bit unconventional because I have a clerk. So um, each morning, my son uh, comes in to our room at 6.30. Now, that's different than this morning because it was earlier than 6.30 because there were presents downstairs. But a normal day, he comes in at 6.30 and he says, Dad, it's up time. And each morning, I'm not quite ready for the morning to begin. Um, and so I don't typically like just jump out of bed really, really excited like he's already excited. Um, and so he's kind of pulling on me, trying to get me up. And often I'm thinking, is it really that time already, right? Can it really be 6.30? Or in other words, um, most mornings I'm just not quite ready to get up, but yet Clark is always there to help me because often he's been sitting in his bed at 6 because we have a rule that he can't come in our room till 6.30, right? Um, but it, the time is here and it is up time. We've been in this season of Advent, this, this time of waiting, but today, Jesus is born. There's no more waiting, and as Clark would say, it's uptime. All the love and hope and joy and peace has arrived, and yet sometimes, like me in the morning, we're not quite ready for Christmas to come. Uh, we're reminded of this in, in each of the stories as, as we've been in this series, Angels of Christmas, right? With Zechariah, Mary, Joseph, and even the shepherds, each of those weren't quite ready for Christmas, for the birth of Jesus. Zechariah was visited by the angel Gabriel, and he questioned and asked for a sign, and his sign was that he was silent for the next nine months, right? Then we have Mary, who's perplexed, and she's confused as what the angel is telling her, which, which I think we would all uh, echo probably that in that situation, right? And then we have Joseph, where he had plans to divorce Mary. He's visited by an unnamed angel, um, which then changes his path. Again, a bit unexpected. And then we hear about the shepherds and how they were in their fields doing their thing, uh, shepherding, and then they are visited by an angel. Again, they weren't quite expecting it. And, and again, they, they were obviously afraid, as you would be, when you're visited by an angel, but the angel says, do not be afraid. They're not sure. All, all of these people we've looked at aren't sure what this will mean. They're not sure how their lives will change. And, but the Christmas story, I think, for them and, and at times for us, brings a level of uncertainty, right? We typically, and we typically don't know what to do with uncertainty, uh, I heard a story recently, maybe some of you heard this, I think it went around the news, it was like end of November, beginning of December, there was a plane that was grounded in um, Orlando, Florida, and there were, there was 13 people who needed to get from Orlando to Tennessee, and so they couldn't, um, the plane wasn't going to take off, they weren't going to be able to get there, 
And the 13 people who didn't know each other got a 15-passenger van together and drove from Florida to Tennessee and kind of dropped everyone off along the way. Uh, the great thing is that there was a Gen Z in the group, so she put the whole thing on TikTok. So, like, they'd stop at a gas station, and she would do a little TikTok video, and then she did a little TikTok video of each of the people. Most of them were like, like oh, fun, and there was one person who was like, I don't know what to say, you know, that whole bit. And they got all the way from Orlando, Florida, to eventually their destination in Tennessee. And I love this story because it's a story about people who come together in the midst of, uh, of adversity and uncertainty, right? And especially in a time where we're maybe a little resident, uh, hesitant to get in cars with complete strangers that we just met. Um, but yeah, it has this essence of hope in it, that we can come together, that we can all are kind of going to a similar destination, maybe not the exact same, but we can do that together. And even in the midst of that, it's a bit messy, and it's a bit uncertain, and there might be pain, laughter, but yet we're all going to that same thing. And I think the same thing is true with the Christmas story. And um, in the midst of all of those things, we know that God is with us. So let's take a look at the scripture again to see what it has to teach us today. So if you have your Bibles, I want to encourage you to open to John chapter 1. Um, or if you, there's Red Pew Bibles, uh, those with us online, feel free to grab your Bible or get your app on your phone up. We're going to be in John chapter 1. Um, and I'm going to say the obvious at the beginning. This is a very different uh, story of the birth of the story of Jesus Jesus' beginning that we've read, especially in uh, Matthew and in Luke. There's no shepherds, there's no wise men, there's no wonderful manger, there's none of that stuff. But I think what John has to say is really important for us on this Christmas morning. Starting in verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. So there's a lot here, but it's the first thing we see, the, the first three words, in the beginning. And I think this is important because it connects God to be the creator of all things. We see this in the beginning, these three words, at the very beginning of the scriptures. In Genesis chapter 1, it talks about in the beginning. So John is doing a very specific thing here and connecting that God and through Jesus is a creator of all things. And then we see this word repeated over and over through here, and it's the word. And the author uses this as a way to describe Jesus. And part of the reason for this is to show that Jesus is eternal, with God, and that Jesus has been with God since the beginning. The, this gospel was written a bit later than the other gospels, probably around 85 to 90 or 95 um, AD, and this is when the church was first beginning to form. So Jesus um, died probably around thir uh, 33, and so you have about 50 years or so in there, and the church is beginning to form, but one of the main criticisms of the church is they said they worshiped God, but then they also worshiped Jesus. 
And so people would be like, well, you're, you're, you're worshiping two gods, but yet you say you're worshiping one. And, and so um, part of this, John's writing, is this idea of the Trinity, that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's one God in three persons. And now I could go on and on about, how, uh, about the Trinity, but that's a, a message for a different day. But I think what's important for us here in this moment today is that the Gospel of John shows us that Jesus is the Son of God and that he has been with God since the beginning. Then in verse 3, it says, All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and that life was the light of all people. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. So we see this word life, and it actually appears in the Gospel of John 36 times. So over and over again, John is talking about this idea of light, and oftentimes he connects life with light. And here is no different. The coming of Jesus, the birth of Christ, brought light into the world. I was reminded last night as we did the uh, lighting of the candles and sharing of the light. That's a perfect image and space that each year we do. We, we kind of turn down the lights and we have each and every, every one of our lights on, right? We light, we go around, we do this together as one community to show that the light can indeed break in to the darkness, to bring hope, love, joy, and peace. So John uses this light and dark imagery in verse 5, to further explain that Jesus is the light of the world and that, and that brought um, his birth um, will bring, take darkness away, right? And we see this Greek word, katalambano, uh, used here, which is this word that we see as overcome. The understanding of this word in Greek is that there was a struggle between the light and the dark, but ultimately the, the light is victorious. And I think this is important for us because we like this story of like Jesus comes and the darkness is completely expelled forever right away, instantaneous, because, you know, we're Americans and we like things quickly and, and that's kind of how we think of it. But this isn't really what John is talking about. He's, he's really using this word as a way to say Jesus is here, love is here, hope is here, but he's coming in the midst of uncertainty and it's not going to be this quick movement and everything's going to be perfect and you know, all those things, but ultimately, in the end, light wins out. Then in verse 6, we see that um, it says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he was a witness to testify to the light, so that all light, um, all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. Again, we see this light imagery over and over again. And here we're introduced to someone that we've heard before throughout this series, but it's John the Baptist. Similar to um, in the other Gospels, we see that John's purpose was to testify to the light and give witness to the light. Now, words like testify and witness, I don't say those words very often when I'm not at Kingswood or in a church setting, right? When I'm out with my friends, I don't talk about testifying or witnessing to things. But really what they're talking about here is that John came to share the importance of Jesus, to share the light of Christ with others. 
but to show that we all, all of us need Jesus' love, hope, joy, and, and peace. But the writer here is, is clear that John the Baptist is not the light himself, but that he is to share that light. He is a messenger. He is an angel in a way. And then in verse 9, it says, The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. So the Gospel of John says that Jesus is a true light, which means that through the coming of Jesus, we can know what is good and what is true. We can know what love and hope and joy and peace look like. Now on this Christmas morning, this is not something that we have to wonder because the light is here with us today, right now. And then it concludes in verse 14. It says, The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. And what the writer does is he bookends verse 1 and this verse in verse 14, and this, this talk about the beginning. It says, The Word, or Jesus, has been with God since the beginning, but now God is sending Jesus to be with us. Jesus leaves his usual place with God to be with us, to be Emmanuel. God has personally revealed, revealed God's self through Jesus. In, God, in, in John's day, gods uh, were kind of these distant, far-off beings, remote, isolated from people. You had to do all these things to kind of appease the gods so they, you know, they wouldn't have calamity strike them. But Yahweh is different. Jesus is different. Jesus came to earth to be with us. Light is here. I like the way the message um, paraphrases this passage. It says, the word moved into the neighborhood. So it's like a neighbor coming in and being with us, and we're in this community together. Jesus is with us, living and active among us. And because Jesus is with us, we are to be Jesus' messengers Jesus' angels, like John the Baptist, in the world. And this is good, good news. Through the birth of Jesus, we can see that God is not some distant being in the sky that's looking down on us, that's kind of removed from everything, but instead is present with us, moving with us. Through Jesus' birth and incarnation, we he can understand grief and pain that we experience, knows the difficulty of lost relationships, knows the joy and happiness that we experience. Jesus, through coming to be with us, has experienced all of this. Jesus' light is here today, and we celebrate the coming of the light of Christ that is here with us, because we know that with the coming of Jesus, there's love and hope and joy and peace for all people. And we do celebrate that, but it shouldn't just be merely a celebration because it's more than that. I'm reminded of the words of my son that he says to me each morning, it's up time. It's because of the birth of Jesus that we are transformed. And it's because of this transformation that we must not stop with a mere celebration of Christmas but it must be more. Like John the Baptist, who gave witness and testimony to the light, he told others about Christ's hope for the world. And we must do the same. 
So today, we do not hear a story about angels or another one of God's messengers. Because today, with the coming of Jesus, we are turned into those messengers, those angels. You and I are now tasked to share that good news with others. We are to share God's love, hope, joy, and peace. Over this series, we have offered a Bible study to dive deeper into this idea of these angels and angels of Christmas. And from the very beginning of the study, I noticed one thing. Like, people are really, really, really into angels. Like, they love, like, learning about angels. I think it's because it's just this kind of mysterious thing, right? We're not quite sure what to make of angels. They, they visit these people, but, you know, you know, we don't see these winged creatures as we envision them in our head today, and, and what does that mean? And, and we have lots and lots of questions about angels. And last Monday, we were concluding this study. We talked about, um, about the shepherds and the message that Pastor James had given that week, and we're kind of wrapping this up. And I asked a question it says, what does this, uh, this study, or what have we learned through the scriptures over this Christmas season, over this Advent study? Kind of just a typical question, kind of just to wrap up this series, what have we learned, you know, whether it's about angels or any of the scriptures or stories, what was new? Now, typically, um, and especially with youth ministry, but even with adults, like when I ask a question, I've gotten really good at like silence, right? Like, I'm going to ask this question and they're going to maybe have to go to think about it for a little bit, but I'm, I'm assuming as I'm asking the question, I'm not going to get a quick response, right? And almost before I, like, get it out of my mouth, someone's hand shoots up right away, which is like a red flag. Because in, like, youth ministry settings, it's usually, like, someone has a joke or, like, it's not going to be a serious thing, right? Usually, you wait a little bit, someone's like, oh, you know, and then gives this really articulate answer, and it's wonderful. But if they, like, have their hand raised mid-question, um, you, like, buckle up, you know? This is, this is so, so someone in the class raised their hand, and he just opens with, I see what's going on here. And I was like, where is this going? Like, I have no idea. He goes, we've been talking about angels for four weeks, and these stories are wonderful, Zachari- Zechariah, Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus, the shepherds, like all this stuff, like we all love this. He goes, but now I see what you're doing, because you're saying now we have to be those messengers to other people. And everyone in the room then like laughed, and I was like, okay, like that, that was good, like nothing, you know, nothing crazy is going to happen. Um, and everyone started laughing and nodding their head, and someone else in the room said, I was thinking the same thing, and they're right. We are to be those messengers that share Christ's light in the darkness, that dispel fear, that show that Christ's love, hope, joy, and peace, what that looks like. So Kingswood Church, on this Christmas morning, it, it's uptime. We can't wait. Yes, let's celebrate the birth of Jesus. We've probably opened our presents and do all the things that we do on Christmas, The birth of Jesus is indeed good news, but it must be more than just a celebration. We need to witness to that light like John. So as we enter into this new year, reflect on what are the ways that we as a community and we individually are going to bring that light, to enact love in our world, to bring hope, joy, and peace, because it's uptime. So let's go and be guided by the Holy Spirit to tell others about the amazing good news of Jesus. Let us shine the light 
of Christ. Amen.